Children, don't listen to this episode. It is not for you. And adults, don't let children listen to this episode. It is not for them. It's not explicit, but it's not for a few years yet. It has spoilers. Has spoilers. Contains spoilers. What age do you think people should be allowed to listen oh, to this program? Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? I think if you're... If your child has, I don't know, you can't put an age on it. But, you know, if you're an adult and you're being told not to listen to the Christmas episode because there's spoilers, you know what's being talked about. So you know where your child's at. Okay. And there's puppy cats sounding all jingle bells in the background. Yeah, I know. I think we should get her to sit outside Brianna's room and scratch in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah, she's, yeah, that'll be a nice addition to the Christmas spirit. (laughs) Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. And this is the GBA Christmas Special. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, but it's better for the sound. Uh, unfortunately. Right, hope he doesn't We're going to have to blow the candle out when it gets past eight. Yeah, hope he doesn't get burned by the advent candle. No way. Well, we'll see. Probably won't. Today, we're getting better acquainted with Christmas. Hello, Christmas. Well, (laughs) (laughs) but we're also talking to Jen, who will be in the series later on. And Jen is the Jen, of whom has been referred to in many podcasts. Hello, Jen. Hello. I'm going to play a Christmas song called... Time to be nice, and it's going to be a version played by myself and a couple of people, Alex and Dan, who are also coming up this year in GBAs. I'm going to play a little extract from an episode with a lady called Natty, who is a Rastafarian. So we're going to hear a little bit about her point of view on Christmas. And also, I'm going to play my dad reading a story uh, that he used to read on tapes that I think he gave at Christmas and he gave at birthdays for the kids. I want to get better Acquainted with you This Christmas Help me to understand This strange thing in Christmas. Uh, sorry, you're probably bored now. You've been like, it's like this is what it's like in a proper radio thing when you come in, you get introduced. <laughs> you weren't listening. No, well that's fine. Hopefully the audience were listening. <laughs> um, I realise my my notes are on the other side, so I'm just going to go and grab them. Um, I'm obviously I'll probably cut this bit out, Jen. But if you say anything interesting, I'm not planning on it. Huh? I'm not planning on it. Well, you you're not planning on saying anything interesting anyway, because you don't think that what you have to say about Christmas is particularly interesting, I don't do have you? Anything to say about Christmas? You don't think that you have anything particular to say about Christmas? You, right? Well, we'll see. So, me and Jen have very different opinions and attitudes towards Christmas. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have 
you want me to expand on it? Well, you can expand on it, yeah, if you'd like. Well, I'm quite positive about Christmas and you're quite negative about Christmas. I am quite negative about Christmas. Do you think it's fair for me to be negative about Christmas? I understand why you are negative about Christmas, but it's not Christmas's fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it then. What is good about Christmas, Jen? Everything's good about Christmas. Christmas is... Christmas is the time of year when you can legitimately stop doing everything else that you're supposed to do and just do nice things. You see family, you see friends. It's an excuse to catch up with everybody. Everybody's in the same kind of zone. Everybody wants to meet up before Christmas. It's about eating nice food, drinking nice things, not worrying about things. Presents are fun. Father Christmas is fun. (laughs) Christmas trees are pretty. And did you enjoy Christmas when you were a child? I did, yeah. When you remember your childhood Christmases, what do you remember? I mostly remember my grandparents and their house, because we always spent Christmas there. I have sort of images of my grandparents' house and open fire and the smell of logs, um, but also things like the feeling of a stocking being put by my feet. And Did you ever open your eyes when you... When, when you... Yeah, yeah, I did. But no, sometimes, sometimes I would try really hard not to open my eyes. I think probably once I knew... Once I knew that Father Christmas wasn't real but didn't want to believe it, I refused to open my eyes. Jesus. Because I didn't want to know. Didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. But before we'll that... We'll have to put a before... warning that kids don't, shouldn't listen to the show. Oh. Well, am I supposed to be keeping the myth of Father Christmas? I don't know. Do you think we should keep the myth of Father Christmas? Well, I don't know. I don't think children normally listen to this. I don't think they will, no. I believe in keeping the myth of Father Christmas, but I um, I didn't think the children were listening, so They're not. I thought okay with that. Well, we'll tell them not to. Okay. I'll put a warning. We'll record yeah. it now. But before I before I um I didn't before I did know that I used to open my eyes. I used to really try and see what was going on, and I used to be able to. I used to think I'd seen things, and I used to think I'd heard sleigh bells. So you when you open your eyes, you didn't you didn't allow yourself to see the truth. Yeah, in fact, once I thought I saw Father Christmas, which I later thought must have been my mum wearing a Father Christmas hat, but she said that she never did that. So I don't know what that was. <laughs> How old were you when I you found know. out? Oh, when I found out? Oh, well, I don't know. I was probably a lot younger when I found out than when I really properly had to properly believe that. When did you properly believe it? It was probably about 12. 12? <laughs> but I didn't know. I, didn't, I knew before that, but that was, the, that was when I actually sort of gave into it. Okay. What smell do you associate with Christmas? Uh, log fires, satsumas, chestnuts. Pine needles, fruit and spices. I say that because Jen's interested in smell quite often. That's a fair statement about you? Also lavender. Because once in my stocking I got a frog that was stuffed with lavender. And for years after my stocking smelled with lavender, so I always associate the... Stocking with lavender? Yeah, it it wasn't just lavender. It wasn't as simple as that. So it's not like now when I smell lavender I think, oh, Christmas. It was lavender and something else. So what was the other thing? I don't know, it's something spicy. Have you ever smelled it again? Yeah, I don't know where, but I have had that smell before and remembered the frog. And gone, oh, Christmas. Yeah. That's how it is with you, though. You get beamed back to the moment by mm. smell. Very. Is it Proust? With the, oh, that's taste, isn't no, it? Yeah. That's taste, the it's the Madeline biscuit. Yeah. Is there anything you don't like about Christmas? I don't like 
What do you mean? About Christmas in general or about... You can take the question however you, you like. Well, I don't like... No, there, there isn't really anything I don't like about Christmas. I mean, even the things that I think are negative about Christmas I can still enjoy. Right. Like, I do agree that it's too commercial and there's, you know, kids have bought too much stuff and all the rest of it, but I also enjoy presents and I enjoy Christmas shopping. So I can't really say that that's a complete negative. Yeah, but you enjoy presents, but do you enjoy the Christmas adverts? Do you enjoy the oversaturation? Well, I, don't watch them. Of I don't watch them. I object to Christmas music being played any time, really, before the 9th of December. Oh, Advent candle. Okay, Jen is blowing out the Advent candle, which is a candle which has all of the days up to Christmas on it, and that you burn it down every day. Jen's very kind of religious about this, but you're not religious. Well, no, I'm, I'm not religious about it either. In I fact, just you're an atheist. Hmm. Well, Christmas isn't about Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I agree it can be, but it doesn't have to be. That's not. That's never how I grew up with Christmas. Christmas you, is never religious for me. Do you prefer Christmas when it is an atheist Christmas? Is there anything you are attracted to about the Christian version? I of love Christmas? the hymns. I love, um, and actually, in my memories, I remember carol services when I was a kid, and um, and I enjoyed the Christmas story. And I really, my favourite kinds of Christmas cards are actually the ones that have the sort of the nativity scene and a really nice kind of indigo sky and the moon and the star and all that those are really those are nice um, so I definitely like that kind of story about it but for me it was never religious it was just a story but Christmas isn't about religion for me it is for I understand that it is for some people but yeah I'm not saying you're an idiot it's not for me I'm and saying, not for my family no. yeah it was never about that in my life and yet it's the only festival that you are interested in isn't it I mean you don't really feel anything at Easter no, but Christmas wasn't originally a Christian festival, it was a pagan festival. Yeah, I read a, a blog by MJ Hibbert the other day talking about a colleague he'd had who was South African and she hadn't understood anything that was good about what's good about Christmas because it was just bad barbecues and getting drunk and stuff. And then she came here and she suddenly realised why it was nice to have a festival in the middle of the winter when everything was bleak and, and to that's have what it was. It was shiny things and, 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 and stuff in the middle of the cold. And I do I do understand that. I mean God, it gets so dark at the moment that it would... I mean, it's it would be yeah. really bleak if there was no Christmas. Like, break. You need a break at this stage. You can't work during this stuff. It just... The, yeah, the dark gets over you, and it doesn't at Christmas, necessarily, because yeah. you're having... In fact, it doesn't. I, I find as soon as it starts getting dark, it starts to feel like Christmas, in a way. You know, it's cosy, and it's not just Christmas. It's also bonfire night and all the kind of winter things that happen. That's all part of that, finding the light in the dark. So everyone sing the chorus is. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, I don't want to have to I say really it all together. I can't sing, and I'm sitting right by the thing. Whisper. Speak <laughs> <Peak> in time. <laughs> Just sing. She's asleep. She's Wait, waking up to sing. She was singing a bit there last time. Alright, <laughs> because I don't want to have to say it all together now or something like that. It sounds lame if no one sings. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you, should, you should say that in King sometimes. Like, fucking. You all sing along. Sounds lame if you don't. <laughs> Just go like one, two, three, four, or something. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. Why do you have to?
I didn't like Christmas because when I was growing up it was bleak. It was when the uh, family always argued. It was the scene of some t- terrible domestic events in my childhood and uh, in my adolescence. In fact, I might play later a clip of a piece of a story that I wrote, um, Substance, you know, the novel, where it sort of describes my last kind of Christmas at home and I think there was, like, terrorism on the... Like, that. one of the things in it is, like, I'm just sitting there feeling bleak. I think we'd watched Titanic that day. It was rubbish day. It was Christmas day. And, you know, I didn't know if certain people... I was worried about certain members of the family that I didn't know what was happening to them and I was worried about what was happening to them. And, you know, on the telly it was a terrorist atrocity had happened in Bethlehem. Really? Yeah. And I was like, wow. Bleak. So I might... You see, you shouldn't watch the news on Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just... That's just asking for trouble. Aren't we, if we don't watch the news and we kind of put ourselves in this kind of Christmassy bubble, just ignoring reality? Yes. That's why Christmas is great. Because it is, it's that pause on life. You, it's just about... Because we never had arguments, there was never any hostility at Christmas. It was just about putting life on hold and just whatever else is happening, Christmas is always there and Christmas is always nice. Yeah. If you celebrate it, but that's you're lucky. I think that's relatively rare. That may be true, but that's how it is for me. I don't know. I think everyone has a little bit of stress on Christmas. You have a bit of stress. Yeah, but it's not. You're worried about it being good, being right. Um, I worry about it... Well, no. The only time I've really worried about it on Christmas Day is when we've done Christmas for more people than just us. Yeah. Because I'm worried about everybody having a good time. I'm never worried about it when I'm with my immediate family because it's always... There's a certain routine, we always do the same thing, and it's always nice, and it, there's no, there is no stress, there's no worry. You're pretty chilled about it as well. Your family excel when you don't have to make plans. When you it's have to great. make plans, there's that's no, when it's all it, We've never minded when we ate Christmas dinner. Yeah. It's always been everybody sits around chopping vegetables and drinking gin, and <laughs> it's just nice. And tonic. Yeah. Not just... <laughs> I knew gin and tonic, but yeah, it's good to clarify for the audience. All of my flash images in my head when the word Christmas happens, they're all bad ones. Like, yours are all good ones. Yeah. Mine are all bad ones. That started to change when we had our first Christmas together. Well, actually, it started, to, it started before that. And I've gone out of sequence in my notes now. I've gone rogue. It started to change when I had a Christmas in this house that we're sitting in now which is now kind of our house was then definitely my sister's house my sister Jo who will be on the podcast later this year I suddenly realised oh hang on I can have a nice Christmas I remember writing a poem about it the line I remember writing in the poem is um, I really loved going shopping with you because I went shopping with Jo I remember that and did you have croissants or something somewhere pastries I'm not sure if we had we probably ate something beforehand but I remember going shopping it was just great because she's like a terrier she like just gets what she wants she just goes for it and I'm just like not like that I'm not confident about shopping and she's just like was asking for things back and she was you know like getting it right and just I don't know 
it was really something to watch in a shop. <laughs> like, really, it was like watching someone who has... It's like watching a dancer at work. It was, like, accomplished. And I just don't have that kind of accomplishment. And I... and. And we, remember, and we went down to the common and drunk slow gin and stuff like this, walking across the common in the frost, and there wasn't very much stress, and everything was very warm and family-orientated and nice. And that was the first time I'd had that at Christmas. I'd, I'd had that at New Year. Then we had our first Christmas together. Mm-hmm. That was in Lancaster, wasn't it? I think so. I was trying to work out when it was. I think it was. I think it was in the first house that we had that we didn't share with other people our first house in Lancaster yeah, yeah. we rented yeah not our first house <laughs> not our first we haven't had one yet <laughs> yeah we did we still rent and that was cool even though I wasn't very well I don't think was I I don't remember that I think I was in my pyjamas but we made like the meanest our Christmas dinner is like that we've learnt from that particular Christmas dinner although it was a brilliant Christmas dinner. It was amazing, but we couldn't get couldn't even, even get through half plate. a plate. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. It was like the richest thing ever. We had peas and bacon and cream. Oh, yeah. It was like so many side dishes, and it was duck. And they all had cream in it. Oh, it was gorgeous, that duck as well. It was, it was good. Yeah, because we liked it. Yeah, that's what. That's the only thing we can cook together is a roast, isn't it? So it kind of works for Christmas, because we can just have different jobs. And it's good when we just have it. We hardly ever do it, but when it's just us. That's really. That was satisfying. It was really nice. It was really romantic. In but the night before, you'd made me go to church. I was going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Right. No, no, no. But we can get to it now. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I did make her go to church, and it's not because I'm Christian. I would hasten to add. I love going to. Which was actually the problem. If you had been Christian, it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, but my only good Christmas <laughs> memories, my happy Christmas memories, are going over the road to sing in midnight mass. Okay, a couple of times. Um, it can't have been a mass. It was. It was a Catholic church. It was an Italian Cardiff Catholic church. It was right over the road from our house. But they didn't give... They didn't care if we... It must have been a midnight service, not a mass. Well, they, we, we went in, we sang the songs, and then when everyone went up to mass, everybody else scarpered. There was a whole load of it people at the back who weren't Christian they were just allowed in it wasn't a thing like the Catholics go and have their mass fine but the rest everybody else is welcome to come and sing the songs so I didn't know what it was going to be like and then and then the first good Christmas I went to a church around the corner from here and that was like a where was that it would have been St Catherine's no it wouldn't have it would have been St Andrew's the modern one yeah it's modern yeah. and it was kind of like people playing hymns like on Silent Night on a guitar and yeah. quite trendy so and we can't go there because I'm going to know everybody there yeah you don't want to go I mean Jen, Jen works in the area so the kids will know her that's the problem yeah I'm a bit too much she's not of off, the community she's not off duty if she goes <laughs> and, then, and that was a great midnight mass and that, that wasn't even mass because you're right it wasn't a no but this thing that we went to, that was a mass. It yeah. was a proper hardcore mass with incense oh, and man. candles that we had to hold that melted in our hands and we couldn't leave because we were holding these... The candles. candles. Where were we going to put the candles? And then you had a panic attack. I did have a panic attack. Which was good attack. because that was the only way we could legitimately get out of the place. I had to get out, I had to get out, I had to get out. It was like all my other panic attacks. It was like the ones I get in crowds, like the one I had at the yeah. Blur concert where I had bad. to just elbow my out. Because I just was so scared. And it, was, it wasn't loads of it in Latin. Oh, it was hardcore It was really Catholic. hardcore. And, and everybody disapproved of us. Everybody knew. We could sense. I mean, yeah. maybe we're just paranoid, but it no, really felt so. like yeah. everybody thought 
who are these people who've come and put themselves into the middle of our thing and we're trying to do our thing and these people are in the way of our thing like I felt guilty yeah I felt guilty but we were quite polite we dealt with it as best we could we, were. And we did the whole what did we do when we they cast the shake. money round though no we didn't get to stay that long there was no money passed around no it was coming to us do. it was coming to us we had no, to no 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 what happened we left when everybody started to go up from us yeah but there was money coming round but it didn't get to it us didn't get to us well, we had to. to what we, we had saying? to shake people. We had to shake everybody's hand and say "peace be with you," which was okay because I could say "peace be with you" because that's and also with you. And also, no, that's, peace that's be with you and also with you. Wasn't oh it? yeah, that's right. That's right. It's called response. Yeah. Yeah. We had to shake everybody's hand who are around us, and we, like, Jen is an atheist, and I'm an agnostic, but I also I, I have problems with because it was really I don't want to offend anyone who's a Christian or a Catholic or anything but it felt a little bit like brainwashing like it felt like I was being brainwashed because we had to stare at a candle I think this isn't indicative of most churches this was a very specific church and there was a lot of incense which is the incense was making me feel dizzy yeah I think I mean it wasn't brainwashing it was a a close community as well so there wasn't really any brainwashing going on this is what happened there but to somebody who's an outsider who goes into that and isn't used to that then that is what it felt like yeah it did it did, and it was, and I, 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 yeah. So we haven't been back to midnight mass since no, then. We're not we, going again. No. But we could go to. The, oh, you no, can't go to no, that no, church. No. But after that, we went home yeah. and we drank gin and tonic, and it was nice. Oh, it was nice. It, it was, was nice. We got through it. That's why. Yeah, let's skip back a bit and do some other subjects that you'll have more to say on before we do some more Christmases. You're moving Christmas this year, aren't you? Yeah. Well, we did. Like, well, no, not exactly. I'm lucky. I get to have it twice. Because we're having your sister and niece for Christmas yeah. and your dad. Looking forward to And that. that's on Christmas Day. And that's also what we did last year. So, in fact, I've had two years of this. But uh, a few days earlier than that, my family are having Christmas Day a few days earlier because of the way it's worked out with me being here at Christmas again. And also because my brothers have strange working hours and can't always get Christmas <laughs> off. And I think one of them is working on Christmas Day. But you're just moving Christmas. Yeah. None of you care. Well, I matter. care more than anyone else, I think. Does the day not matter? It doesn't... I mean, I'm you're not person religious. About this because, for me, I would feel weird on Christmas Day. I would feel weird, I'm sure I would. But they said it didn't bother them last year. And they had a nice day, but they'd done Christmas the day before. It was just another nice day. Christmas is basically a concept for them, and they can move about where it goes, because... the concept is more important than me. Yeah, and I agree with that too, except that I do have this weird attachment to dates, and it does feel wrong to know that everybody... But it's great for me, because I just get to have it twice. I had Christmas on my own once. That was mm-hmm. fine. I just wrote. It was good. I, I, I liked it. I really liked it. There was no stress at all. I, I ate whatever I liked. I understand. That. That's what my dad does as well. And I understand the principle in it. And I understand that you genuinely do like it. But I can't... Well, I wouldn't want to do it all the time, I don't think. It was really nice as an alternative to Christmas. It was nice as an alternative, but I, I do... I'm, I mean, I like people. I like being social, and Christmas is a good excuse to be social. I've just got to learn to not... I just have to learn to deal with my prejudices. Do you know what I mean? I have to learn to deal with my past, I guess. And I have to work through that. And it's hard. I, there isn't a Christmas that goes by where I don't feel bad, I don't think. But I'm more and more of them are being nicer for longer. Now, satsumas. 
Yeah. Should they go in stockings? Well, I don't think it's a case of should, but definitely... I always had a satsuma. It would have been weird if there wasn't a satsuma. Yeah. But, you know, if that's not you, that doesn't float your boat, then fair enough. I think, I don't know, I think there is something to be said for it, especially if it's a particularly pungent satsuma, because that all goes with the smell of Christmas, and there's something about opening your stocking and knowing that it feels... It's the excitement of the feel of it, but also you can smell the chocolate and the satsuma and the lavender frog, or whatever (laughs) else you've got. Strawberry doll one year. One thing that's happened to us in recent times is we've been able to be part of the Father Christmas experience. We've been able to buy the presents for a child. And... (laughs) It upsets you that you're not going to be able to put a satsuma in, doesn't it? Um... No, not really. I mean, it do- no, it doesn't upset me. I don't feel that strongly about it. But I also kind of think that there should be a sexy there. Bother- but I understand it, it that... It bothers you, doesn't it? No, well, no, that makes it sound bigger than it is. It, 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 mm, it's a bit like kind of fingers down a blackboard. No. And no, you can ignore like it. Okay. It's it more makes like- you have that kind of shudder, though. It's more like somebody prodding you. It's a bit annoying. Like me, I do that yeah, all the time. Yeah. Do it's not, not even like somebody gentler than you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I prodded her too hard, apparently. I do that, apparently. What do you think? I, I really enjoy being Barbara Christmas. Yeah, so do I. I really enjoy You don't it. like that we were Santa, though, do you? I'm still refusing to say Santa. Because I don't think it spoils anything. It just is what I call him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think it's okay for Father Christmas to have a couple of different names. It was it Father does, Christmas. Anyway. It's Father Christmas to me when I was a kid, but I mean, you know, that just means we're posh, I guess. I didn't feel that much. No, I don't think it does mean that at all. I think it's. No, it doesn't. It's just a different way. You think of it's point. English? Is it an English? Yeah, I think it, I thing? wouldn't like to say for sure. There's a storybook upstairs that I've got from when I was a kid that has got all the different versions of Father Christmas in it, and it probably says where it is. But I think like I Papa think it Noel. Is English. Pierre Noel. Pierre Noel. Papa Noel. <laughs> and the Babushka's in there. Babushka's cool because she's like a woman. Yeah. Like I like her because she's like a feminist interpretation of sort of Christmas. Yeah. She's good. They're all good. It's a good book. It was a personalised book. We got two the same year. One from each grandparent, set of grandparents. And one, it was one where you could type, when you sent it off, you put in the names of everybody you wanted in it. So one side had me and my brothers and my cousin and the animals from that side of the family and the other book had me and my brothers and the cousins from that side of the family. What do you think are the best films to watch at Christmas? Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, we we like that. We've kind of made our own ritual, haven't we? Yeah, you've got to. It's not Christmas if you don't watch it. The Snowman, absolutely, as well. You've got to watch The Snowman. Jen literally has to watch these things every Christmas. Again, if talking, she doesn't do it, it bothers her. I was talking to someone at work about this today, this evening. And uh, he said exactly the same two films he always watches as well. They're, and they're your only two films, are they? Those are the two, yeah, those are the two that I have to watch. And I enjoy watching the Father Christmas films as well. That? I don't like it as much as... What do you mean, the Father Christmas? The Roman Briggs. I don't like Father Christmas. Well, no. when we were kids we had the book, which doesn't have any words in it, apart from, you know, good old Uncle Fred or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly anything. And I don't think he goes on holiday. Or maybe he does go on holiday, but it's, it's much more understated. So I always think of the book, really, rather than the film. In fact, possibly I'm always disappointed by the film. I find the film tedious. I like The Snowman. The Snowman's good. I love The Snowman. The Snowman reminds me of my granddad as well, because he loved The Snowman. See, because I, but I really like, like bittersweet 
sad and happy ones. Like I like like Groundhog Day. I think is a great um, Christmas not, movie. It's, but it's not a Christmas. It's not. A it's a Wonderful Life. I love that film. Uh, in fact, that is quite Christmassy. But it's not. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but it's, it's not bleak as well, and I've got to have some bleak in it because that's the only way I can relate to it. I think it's because of my my experiences. Because you know, you have like m- good moments. It's like it's it wins out. Like it, it's a wonderful life. Well, Muppets Christmas Carol. That's got that. I think that's got kind of sadness. Yeah, well, Christmas Carol in general, but I think the Muppets do do a really good version of it because you've got that upbeat. You've got the music and the, the humour as well. Meet Me in St. Louis is kind of... That's the one that's got Have Yourself a little, Merry Little Christmas in it, the Judy Garland song. And that one kind of... I have a nostalgic feeling about that because I did watch that around Christmas. Mm. But that's a really sad song. That's a really sad moment. That's the There's moment lots of in sad this, Christmas songs. Yeah, they're good. And they're the ones I like. I don't like... What was the one you were saying earlier on that the kids were singing at school? Um, I wish it could be Christmas, Christmas every, every day. day. It's nice when you've got 100 kids singing. Yeah, but... Like, that's triggering for someone who has a relationship to Christmas like I do. Every time... Like, that's like... That's like, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Like, at one time in my life, that would have been my idea of hell. Although I have now got a... Well, nobody... If everybody thought about it, nobody really wishes it would be Christmas every day because you've got nothing to compare it to. And to be honest, when it's a hundred kids singing, nobody's really thinking about what it means. It's just a nice song. And in fact, half the children don't do Christmas anyway. It's just a song. (laughs) No, that's true. So you don't, you don't celebrate Christmas? No. That's very liberating. I wish I didn't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I love that I don't celebrate Christmas. Well, Christmas is <laughs> it's a thorny thing for me because growing up, Christmas was when the shit hit the fan in the family. Like, that was... like. There was a lot of bad stuff in the family growing up, but Christmas, it was definitely going to come out. That's because they all got drunk. Yeah, they got <laughs> drunk, and, and everyone wants it to be good, so yeah. everyone's like really struggling for it to be perfect. And yeah, then, and then it's not, because there's no mm. such thing as perfection. Ex- well, exactly, and, and then people take that out on the other people and themselves and all yeah. that stuff. The idea of not celebrating Christmas is... Sounds I love it. It's great. I grew up knowing that Father Christmas wasn't real, and it was quite. It was quite funny, really, one because I wasn't allowed to. Well, I could have done. I, I do remember telling one person. <laughs> to put a disclaimer on the front of this, this episode, <laughs> do not play around children. <laughs> um, I, do, I do remember telling my friend, and uh, she she just refused to believe me. She was just like, "Oh, I saw him coming through my window. I saw his boot." And I was like, "I didn't." <laughs> and I think that's a. For me, anyway, I, I, I like the fact I've always known because it's kind of like a lie that adults tell children all the time and I think that suddenly finding out he's not real is oh, must be horrible because you must stop trusting the mm. people that bring you up. But then you're taught to like trust adults. Like you, you can't learn if you don't believe what adults tell you and if they've been telling you this lie forever, then your whole kind of perception of them is going to fall quite a lot. Yeah, but that's quite an important thing to realise in a way that, yeah. that people lie and, and, and anyway it depends how you how you learn it yeah. I think a lot of people they realise that it was a nice thing that it was a nice yeah. fiction that they were the, pe- the parents were creating a fiction that's I think how I understood it Jen my girlfriend works in a primary school and she's known Jehovah's Witness kids yeah. she, she feels sorry for them because they don't get to have Christmas and she loves Christmas Yeah. did you feel when you were in primary <laughs> school that 
you know, you weren't getting any of the presents, you weren't getting any of that stuff. Um, I was lucky because my brother, he's born on Christmas Day. And so, and my my mum's family was really angry and annoyed that there wasn't any Christmas and saying that we can really be left out as a child. So we got presents on each other's birthday. So okay. that, that was dealt with. <laughs> cool. So that I didn't ever feel left out in that sense. And... And then also we had my brother's birthday that we celebrated instead. I I think as an outsider of Christmas, I don't feel as though I've missed anything. And I kind of sit back and laugh as Christmas comes. Well, it irritates me sometimes. But, um, well, Christmas is, <laughs> Christmas is rampant consumerism. It is, greed. it is. It's huge. And I think that's kind of what you're taught as a kid as well, is that you, know, you get showered with all these presents and things and it's just a time to be really greedy. And... You know, you get families that don't meet up with each other at all for all year and then they meet up for Christmas and, you know, that's the only time you ever see each other and the whole idea of the kind of Christian sense of Christmas is completely lost mm. in in the kind of consumer version of Christmas. But then there's another kind of Christmas because Jen's family, her mum and her and her brothers, they're atheists, mm. but they love Christmas. Okay. They, like, love the kind of family get together the ritual of it the excitingness of it they, they, they really enjoy the ritual but they're, they're liberated enough now that if they're working on Christmas they can just say well we'll have Christmas on the 23rd 27th <laughs> they, I mean that, that's how they, like, mm. they, for them Christmas is a sort of state of mind Yeah. and I used to feel like you like if I wasn't thinking Christmas is when everyone shouts and cries and, and, and bad things happen, I thought, well, it's just it's just greed and consumerism. And I still think this. I, mean, I hate I hate when Christmas comes round. But, you know, now my niece, I'm having her for Christmas for the third time this mm-hmm. Christmas. It's magical watching it through a child's eyes. I'm not saying that you should feel that you've missed out because I think there's a lot of value in your mm. experience of not having Christmas. But there's like there's so many sides to any of these things. That's the problem. I think, like, I was thinking about you saying like missing out and stuff. I did feel left out because I wouldn't buy cards for my friends at school, and then I'd get loads, even though I'd tell people I didn't celebrate Christmas. So then I felt like I was missing out in that way. Mm. And my family members really wanted me to feel as though I was missing out, so that then they could make me celebrate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but and like. I did feel like a little bit left out when there was family started getting back together when they started making friends again started getting back together around about Christmas I was kind of like oh that's a bit shit um, but yeah I don't I don't think it's I kind of like the fact I'm not involved I like the fact I don't have to shop and freak out about what presents I'm buying people and uh, you know the whole thing <laughs> so as a Rastafarian do you believe in God? yes And you have to read certain things at Christmas, don't you? You have to read the night before Christmas poem. That I always read. But I don't read... My mum's very good at reading Christmas things. She always reads Christmas Carol, which I still haven't read. I keep meaning to. I've read it with some kids, but I haven't read it for myself. If you've read it with some kids, you've actually read it. I haven't read it. I've read an abridged... Oh, then you haven't read it. I know the story very well, but I haven't read it myself. I'm going to. I like the Muppets version. I like Scrooged as well. I think I have seen With that. With Bill Murray. Oh, yes, yeah. 
There's hundreds of versions of Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's a good story. It's, it's got a redemption. Story. I mean, everyone's got to like that. And kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's a good story. No doubt about it. I like those. The story that I always think about for Christmas is Moomin. Land Midwinter. Well, no, Moomin Land Midwinter is the book that I always think about, but it's a Moomin family Christmas. Yeah. You know, I think we read it the other Christmas, where they wake up and they find out that Christmas is going on and they don't really understand what it is and they try really hard to get it right and they're like, they, they, they think Christmas is a person coming and you have to get these oh, things yeah, to make Christmas happy. And uh, again, I relate to that because it kind of, that's another thing I feel like it's got a happy ending, but that's how I feel at Christmas as well. Like, this thing is coming and I don't know what to do and I don't understand it. Like, you must, you feel this a bit about presents. Presents yeah. are stressful. Presents, I enjoy buying presents. I really enjoy buying presents and I enjoy finding the right thing. But I've, the two things I find stressful are have I got the right thing? And have I covered everybody who might buy me a present? Because I don't like that feeling of somebody doing that for you and not and you not having done it. Unless that's your policy, where you're not buying presents. But if you bought presents for everybody else <laughs> and not that one person. Yeah, I think it is scary, though, and stressful. Like, you worry... Like, you have to... Because cause one mistake we've made before in the past is buying people the same present twice. Yeah, we we've, started, we've written and started writing a list now. Yeah. We don't check it twice, though. I do. Oh, you do? Well, we do check it twice, then. <laughs> But it doesn't, we don't care if, if anyone's naughty or nice. No, no. We still get them presents. It's not very nice, this idea of if you're naughty, you don't get presents. No, that's, but nobody actually does that. I bet some people do. Probably, but... But, yeah. No, that's not very I, nice. It's no, quite no, rare, I think. It's a good bribery tool. It is a good bribery tool, but, you know, there, it's questionable. It's a questionable behaviour of adults to children, in my opinion. Whatever works, it doesn't scare anybody, does it? No, no, and I accept that, and I do agree with that. <laughs> Certainly, I'm not. I, I mean, I, I believe that you have to have be, be an authority figure to children. I, I understand that, even though I hate authority, I do understand that kids need it. Yeah, the thing about my Christmas is, for me, I mean, is that 
once I'd got to 18 and could decide where I spent my own Christmases, I've enjoyed you, I think, have enjoyed them less since 18, haven't you? It's not as clear-cut as that. I think since my grandparents died, yeah, that's it's not been the same, definitely. Because Christmas was kind of about them. It was, yeah. They were very Christmassy people, especially after my granddad died and my grandma was still alive. That was Those were not the easiest years because you always knew that he was missing. And, of course, you always know now that they're both missing. But now we've kind of come back round and Christmas, while it's still the same thing as now... It's now become something without them, although we always think of them. It's not as immediately sad as it used to be. Well, I think your, your grandmother stopped enjoying it because it was probably yeah, too painful did. for her to. Well, it was difficult for everybody because everybody remembered Granddad at yeah. Christmas. He was he was the you think I'm Christmas person. He was he was Christmas. How? Uh, he he had. He just got really into it. He enjoyed the decorations. He enjoyed the songs. There were certain things he always said and always did. What did he say? Uh, he always used to start singing chestnuts roasting on an open fire and then run out of lyrics and couldn't remember the rest in about the same place. He always, every time that uh, Slade song came on, he'd go, It's Noddy! Every time? <laughs> every time. He was quite a catchphrase. Yeah, he was. Grandma, wasn't he? <laughs> and he had, um, we, my mum's got them now at home. Um, he had a particular set of fairy lights that he had around the, there was like, it wasn't a doorway, but there was like a, a, a narrowing in the hallway. It was kind of like a doorway without a door. And he used to put the lights around that, and that was the doorway to Christmas. The doorway to Christmas. And then and that went into the back room where all the Christmas decorations were. It's The reason that you like Christmas is a little bit why you're a bit twee. <laughs> and it is endearing. But, but you yeah. do recognise it's a little bit twee. Mate, I'm not going to think about that. I don't want to think about it. You, you refuse to face <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's like opening your eyes, isn't it? If you don't have to think about it, why think about it? No, fair enough, and I, I'm, I'm much less evangelical about it. Well, I don't like to think of my granddad as having been twee either. Well, I don't so. think your granddad... I'm not dismissing him as twee like that. But it, it, I think that... I think that it's endearing. It's endearing in you, and it, so I'm, I'm sure it's endearing in <laughs> him. And I think it's kind of an innocence and a kindness, which I think people scoff at unfairly often people who are like it's very simple in a good way you know that the, the kind of thing that you guys had it was simple yeah it was straightforward it was but it was nice exactly and it's what's given you this kind of and I think it is this very beautiful attitude to Christmas I wish I could share it
as an adult, it's not as fun as when you were a kid. Well, no. I mean, the magic, to a certain extent, has gone. Because, well, partly refusing to stop believing in Father Christmas until you're 12 gives you a good 12 years of, you know, believing the city footprints in the hearth. And They made city footprints for you in the hearth. Yeah. This is one of the things that kept me believing it for so long. Because so I'd, I'd start to think, oh, it's not real, but then there'd be the footprints in the hearth... <laughs> And then there'd be the half-eaten carrot on the doorstep, <laughs> and the half the crumbs from the mince pie from Father Christmas. It must have been what it was like to be Tolkien's kids, because he did the Father Christmas letters. That's another book that I think of at Christmas. I like to read. We bought that for Brianna, didn't we? Yeah, and I liked. Uh, oh, what I really enjoyed about last year was giving some of that to Brianna. Yeah. Although I worry that the years that we're not with her, she she might not have the same the same setup, and so therefore maybe it will be counterintuitive to keeping that myth because her there. Christmases won't be the same every year she won't be able to have the kind of rituals the continuity yeah, exactly. my Christmases were never the same mm. and it wasn't good but I think it can be good to have different Christmases yeah but you probably don't believe in Father Christmas for as long if that happens no that's true <laughs> but there's wonderful things like that's what my Christmases have been since 18 have been very different every year and in fact one of my best Christmases was with my mum, was when I went to Amsterdam with my mum for 10 days over Christmas. Because when I was 18, I discovered, as you know, by telling the audience, I guess, I realised that I couldn't spend Christmas with all of my family together. That was too much stress. And that I didn't necessarily contribute to it very well. I think I made my family worse with each other, because I, I don't know why. Why do you think? Why do I think you make it worse? Yeah. Because everybody feels like they can talk to you, maybe. So everybody does. So there's all this information being talked about. And everyone's emotions are open, like floodgates. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you about to change the subject? Possibly. If you are, can I just get another glass of wine? Yeah, you can get another glass of wine. I was going to tell him about... Yeah, you can do that while I'm doing this. (laughs) Monologue. Um... (laughs) So yeah, when I was 18, I realised I couldn't spend Christmas with all of my family together. But that doesn't mean that I haven't spent Christmas with my members of my family. The first Christmas I had was with my older sister, and that was wonderful. And then the second Christmas was with Jen, and that was super wonderful. And then the third Christmas was... Was that... What was the third Christmas? Was that mum? I think it might have been. So that was when I went away to Amsterdam with my mum for 10 days and had the best time in the world. We went to see the Van Gogh Museum. We ate loads of meals that were great. I mean, I mean, my mum was incredibly kind to me. I mean, I could not have afforded to go there and eat those meals. That was my mum. My mum ate those. That was a wonderful, wonderful time. I had such a good time with her. We talked loads. She taught me how to look at art in a way that I'd never really thought of about before. Like, she taught me to look at it. I came back with a, an understanding of looking at visual art and appreciating it uh, you know, that I hadn't had before that. And it was a great time that we had. And that was over Christmas. And that was with my mum, who I have had occasionally had a fractured relationship with and certainly Christmases have not been easy for my mum I don't think through her life I mean she feels a lot of pressure I think to get Christmases right 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 and I feel that when Christmases happen because I have to fight against that 
Mm. last three Christmases we've had Christmases with my niece and that's been brilliant because that's been having a child and it's been being part of Christmas and well no the last three Christmases I've had Christmas with my yeah. niece the last two is you yeah. but if we're including this one that hasn't happened yet they've always been good there's been but there have been stress at some of them like some of them have been extra stressful because family gets involved when there's a kid and then you've got a yeah you've got logistics logistics yeah. logistics yeah logistics is stressful and also but for me it's <laughs> every time something new happens for Christmas I have to open myself a bit more to the possibility of things being different yeah and you I, like so with my mum moving Christmas it means that I've not missed out either of those times actually <laughs> because I've still had that as well You still feel good about Christmas, do you? I do, yeah. And it's coming up for Christmas now. Yeah. Coming up for Christmas. I'm going to put the tree up this weekend. Are you? Mm. Good. Because I like going next weekend. And you care about the tree. I do care about you the tree. You care about the aesthetics of everything. You have a very elegant tree as well, don't you? Yeah. You don't like my... I always want to put kind of... You want to put tinsel on it. Yeah, how unreasonable, isn't it, everybody, <laughs> that I want to put tinsel on a Christmas tree? And I'm twee. Quite ridiculous. Not for this tree to put tinsel on a Christmas tree, it's fine if it's uh-huh. really like, but I don't like it particularly. Well, I think it's a bit twee to be so elegant. It's kind <laughs> of prim and proper, in a way. But it's nice, you know, you, you know, and it's it's kind of cold. Cold? But in a good way. Kind of whites and silvers... Light, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, cold yeah, in a good way. I mean, cold, physically, you know. Yeah, physically cold. cold. Yeah. It kind of it's chilled, but in a nice way. Like it's and it's very. Um, I don't know. We got a, this last Christmas. We got a fake tree, day, didn't we? And that's what yeah, we're putting up. I think that was a good move. 
because we used to like we had such epic missions getting Christmas trees back to the house remember yeah oh it was a nightmare and also the guilt afterwards when you try and plant it somewhere and then you'd watch yeah, and then it die. Yeah, then it die because we're sh- rubbish with putting plants. But well, I also think that they're designed to die. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that they're well looked after. They're designed to have a short shelf life. They're not chopped properly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Where was it? We got it from. We got it from outside that pub. O'Neill's. O'Neill's, and then we had to get it back. We had to remember. We had to get it back through that. Through the underpasses with all of the broken glass. Oh, it's made an earthquake in my head. Okay. No, 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 I think it was me. I think I was getting too animated. And I'm attached to it, you see, by the, um, by the headphones. We didn't have a car, did we? We couldn't afford a taxi. No, it wasn't that we couldn't even afford a taxi. We were just it was stupid. just that it was... Maybe it was that we were stupid, but more it was that it was not very practical. The following year, and also I think we thought we could do Did it. we have it on some wheels? No, no, we carried it. Oh, my and you, God. And you were not happy because I'm quite short. <laughs> you wanted to carry it on shoulders. <laughs> but then when we did that, you realised that this wasn't helpful because it was going at a, quite a, an extreme angle. Yeah, I mean, shoulders would have been best for me, but they weren't doable with the physics of our different body sizes. <laughs> so we had to carry it down low, which was killing my back. And I'm not very good when I'm... I'm, not, I'm just not very good at those kind of moments, am I? No. <laughs> and then it didn't stand up straight that was a cut one that wasn't a fresh one was that the wonky one yeah I kind of have an affection for that one because <laughs> it was wonky I, I, I kind of like that stuff it's kind of Christmassy isn't it wonky Christmas trees yeah. not quite fitting in that's where I get into Christmas it's the kind of it's the whole kind of people who are hard done by getting a break. You know, that's the kind of myth that you see in lots of those movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, like it's. I know it's twee, and, I, and I'm going to go... I'm twee too, I admit it, in my own ways. Like, Santa Claus the movie. Oh, which is that? The one with... The one with Dudley Moore as the elf. Is and, the one with the sick reindeer? Yeah, it's the one where one of them... Yeah, with the one with the um, sugar canes. You know, the magic sugar canes? Yeah, 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 the one with the sick reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like that. You hadn't seen that before, had you? Because you don't. No. Now I think that we have watched the same scene so many times. I don't know if I can ever watch it again. Oh God! Because we kept starting it and then and Brianna, Brianna got would... obsessed with one particular bit of it. Yeah, that's right. We had to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, fair enough. That will kill it. Last year it was clouded with a chance of meatballs. I can watch that again. I like that. But... <laughs> But that's not very Christmassy in a way. No. I was gonna. I wanted to ask something about presents, but I can't really think of a way in. Especially because, like, I'm just was thinking about that time when I got you a like scarf and a hat and like everything that would make you warm. The hat scarf thing, the joint. Yeah. And it was. Just, I didn't know if it was going to be a good present, but then it did snow. Yeah, it was good, and we went out into the common. And so it was like I did. I, it wasn't the common because we were in Lancaster. It was. Was it not the common? I remember it being the common. I think it was the common. I don't think it was. I think it was the Ashton Memorial. No, we went out and we built that snowman out on the Ashton Memorial. No, we built the snowman on the common. No, we built the a leaning built, one. No, the leaning one we built in the, in, in, on the common. Uh, I, this might all have to be a cut. I don't know if this is going to be good or bad. But the, no, the little tiniest snowman yeah, yeah, in the world. Yeah, that was the Ashton Memorial. That was the Ashton Memorial. Yeah. But that was the different... 
Wasn't it here where you had the hat and the scarf? No, and the no. No, it was the Astronomical. Because I thought I bought all those things at Camden, and I wouldn't have bought them at Camden if we'd have been in Lancaster. You may have done, but I'm sure that it was in Lancaster. Oh, maybe it was here. Maybe but anyway, was. that was a present where I thought, that's not going to be a good present. Because our pr- problem with presents is, for each other, is we're always really neurotic about whether it's good enough. Yeah, well, we have hopefully solved that this year, although not in an easy way. Yeah, what's the plan this year? So we have a theme, don't we? And you chose the theme. What was mm. the theme? The theme is... It's got to be something to improve the next year. Or was it to make the year, next year better? But either way. So to improve the year, I think it was. Yeah. Improve the next, next, year. next year for that person. So it's got to be like, I've got to buy you something that will improve your ne- really year. really hard. Year. You're finding it easier than I am. I, I'm not finding it easier than you are. But you seem to be more productive than I am. I find it incredibly hard, but that's why I'm being productive. Because I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't everything's reductive everything reduces you if I get you one sort of thing then I'm saying that that's the only area of your life that needs to be improved also I found that's out loads of things to other people so I'm like that would be a really good thing but I've got someone else to get that that would be a really good thing but somebody else is getting that like I I want to get you something that will improve every element of your life so your life is even better next year than it is this year yeah, well, that, yeah. That's, that seems that's the to thing. me to be what the kind of challenge is, yeah, yeah? yeah? So you can't get one strand. No, it's got to be a kit. It has to be a kit. We, we decided it has to be a kit. So now we're, make, we're both getting a kit. Because we didn't want to have more... This is a little insight into our neurosis. We didn't want to have too many presents because we didn't want to have significantly more presents than the other adults who are sharing Christmas with us. And if we buy each other loads of presents, which we have been known to do even though we have not very much money when Christmas comes along both of us who and normally I'm the worst with money but at Christmas we're kind of equals I do save up yeah Jen saves up really really well in fact we're always like you have a Christmas you have you have a Christmas savings don't yeah. you you save for ages yeah. and you make everyone stuff now you've made everyone that's instead of Christmas cards in theory Instead of Christmas cards, but you still give people cards anyway. No, well, the, what happens is people who I've got to send it to end up getting a card because I want to write words and there's no words on the edible goods. So I, I need to send a card as well. And we do send cards to people who it's not appropriate. So the first t- year Jen made fudge, that was really stressful. Yeah, there was a lot of fudge. Didn't it, how, how much work did you put into making fudge? A lot of work. What else did you make? I was also making props for the school play at the time. Yeah, but you weren't just making fudge. You also tried to make toffee or something, and it didn't work as well, and then you decided mm-hmm. on the fudge. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one with pistachios. There was something with pistachios. Maybe it was just another kind of fudge. And you worked really hard on that fudge. It wasn't even that good. But you gave it to everyone anyway. Yeah, I did. And everybody was very nice about it. And you put it in a little... Little Christmas nice little bag. Christmas bags, and so what she originally had done to get rid of cards meant she had to buy a little card thing to, to attach to every one of the budges and plastic to go around it and a bow. It was it was not cost effective. No, it, it was wasn't. not a same. I'm not doing fudge again. And then after the fudge, what happened the next year? I made my own cards, but I hand drew them all. She hand drew every card that she sent at Christmas, which meant that she was... Like, and then I, that's when I made the mince pies, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Jen was so had so much work on with this 
card project that, that we had people coming over for a party and she was going to make the pudding I was making the main course but and the pudding was going to be mince parties and it was what was it like two in the morning or something and I was like no look I'll make them I'll make them and then I had to make two I had to make these mince pies in the two in the morning while Jen was furiously still writing <laughs> she was still drawing it weren't you it was that was quite stressful that was quite stressful because I really wanted them to be good enough and I wanted to make everybody one you wanted to make them individual so you had like the planning sessions as well because she planned those they dogs cards completely individual. and they're great cards those dogs cards are great cards thanks but you did spend a lot of insane amount of time and what happened when I made mince pies in the middle of the night, Jen? Oh, I enjoyed myself. There was a lot of flour. I had a few drinks first. There were what, how, there was something that was weird about them. What was it? Was it they were very savoury? Or was that something else? No. I don't, I don't know. know what was wrong. I think they were mostly they were just mostly pastry. pastry yeah, you didn't they? roll it very flat. <laughs> they were really thick, thick. I didn't understand that you were supposed to roll the pastry really thin. Are you supposed to roll it really well, thin? Not really it seems thin, weird. Significantly thinner than you did. I would have taken ages. <laughs> and then the Christmas after is this Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. And you've made everybody chutney and jam. Yeah, but that was that has not been stressful at all. It has not. She is right. I made started making that in August when yeah, the apple, first right. apple tree was because we've got all these fruit trees in the garden. So I made a lot of. We're really lucky. Yeah. We got some fruit trees in the garden and one of them one of the apple trees fruits in August so I made a whole load of chutney then and I've just been building on it and then in order to even it out you had to go and buy loads and loads of plums I did have to buy some plums that was unfortunate (laughs) they were really cheap actually and it was not a problem and I'm enjoying I've really enjoyed getting learning how to make jam and realising that I can yeah no certainly in the last few years you have blossomed an interest and a skill, I think, in cakes, jams, pickles, all that sort of thing, really. I've really enjoyed doing that, so it's not been a problem at all. Well, it's kind of linked in with your writing, I think, as well. Is it? Yeah, I think... The time... It's the same years that you've become really, really focused on writing. Yeah. And... I think um, that might be a coincidence. Well, I know I don't know because you always say that you need that sort of headspace time. Yeah, that's true. If you had, a, if you have a day of writing, it's better for you to cook something and then write. Yeah, you get definitely. more done. Yeah, that's definitely true. And we're going to be cooking this year, but we haven't really planned anything. No, well, I don't think we need to because it's quite traditional, and we know what we're going to get. We kind of just know. Me and my yeah. sister will go out shopping. Yeah. And I've, we've already booked the turkey. And we've got all our presents. We got them like done well early this the year. Presents, yeah, they need wrapping, but they're pretty much bought. Yeah, got a few for my family to get. The only person I've not got for is I haven't got all the gens. I haven't got yours either. You haven't got any of mine. Well, I've got some. I haven't really got anything. Basically, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. We have lots of conversations about the presents that we don't tell each other about, but we ha- we we share our angst about the presents and on that note I guess angst about presents that seems a fitting way to wrap up a, a Christmas discussion is there wrap anything up. huh I'm going to wrap it up I'll wrap it up like a Christmas present 
Any, do you have anything to say? No. On the subject of Christmas? No. Well, I guess people might be listening to this. is going to go out a few days before Christmas. So they might be listening to this at Christmas. So we probably should say Happy Christmas, shouldn't we? Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas? Merry Christmas. Why, why, why is Merry better than Happy? It just sounds warmer. Merry is a bit sweeter. It's warmer, it's Father Christmas, it's logs, it's round, it's a round word. Happy, happy's birthday, it's happy's... Well, listeners, well you say Merry Christmas and I'll say Happy Christmas okay. and then we both come. <laughs> Not at the same time, that'll be weird, they'll clash. So you have to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. See, he's just better. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and, a, and a happy new year. Oh god, yeah, that's why you have to say happy. Yeah, merry. yeah, you can't say happy Christmas and a happy new year, can you? No. You could say a merry new year, but I kind of like doing that because it kind of it makes it less of a dead metaphor. But at the same time, it does sound it's not a, a dead bit metaphor. wrong. It's not a metaphor. There's nothing metaphorical about it. You know what I mean? Dead. Dead expression. Better acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted. Next week. GBA is taking a break. So you'll hear back from me on the first Wednesday of the new year. In the meantime, if you're desperate, there's a big back catalogue for you to have a listen to. I hope you enjoy it. Happy New Year.